Welcome to Outside In, an interview series brought to you in collaboration with First Windows and Doors. I'm Alice Lyons, editor at Homestyle magazine, and today we're speaking with Harriet Pilkington and Alvin Young, directors at Young and Richards, about a recently completed project of theirs in Riverhead. We were fantastically lucky in that we were engaged right at the very beginning. So the clients had purchased the land, and from memory they'd had the land for a while, and it was really um, a seed of an idea, really, and they um, were thinking about designing a country retreat at the land, and we were introduced to the client by our um, fantastic building partners, Synergy Construction, that we work with a lot. And so we spend a lot of time with the clients and the builder on the bare site discussing the brief and the site conditions and getting a feel for the site and getting a feel for the clients, which was really lovely. And it was really luxurious to have that time, really, and to be brought on right at the beginning. It was great. It was a great process, ideal start. And can you give us some background on the project? The clients are a busy working couple with older children, and the... And they they were leaving their they were leaving their house in the in Auckland city and thinking about how they could restructure or, or extend the way in which they were they were wanting to live, and so the house was designed primarily as a calm retreat for the couple with a wing for children to come and go and future grandkids, and it's all linked together with beautiful glass galleries to blur the blur the um, relationships between inside and outside. And what was the client's brief to you on this project? Did they have a vision of what they were after? Oh, like all projects, it's to create their dream country house. And so what we what we read into that was creating a series of really beautiful, touching, subtle, elegant spaces framed with a contemporary rural vernacular. The site's located at, at the end of a cul-de-sac in, in quite a special subdivision. And so around the site, there are portions of natural bush. And so they're fortuitous enough to be able to have a relationship with the, with the existing um, nature. What do you enjoy most about working on a rural project like this? You could say it's a very slow site, which is quite a beautiful thing. And so because the site's at the end of a cul-de-sac and then down a right-of-way, the site reveals itself really slowly and subtly. And so that allows you to think mm. about each one of these individual moments that you can capture. And then you can hold someone, you can hold someone and create anticipation and then gradually narrate a story which the building starts to unfold. Can you talk us through the unique aspects of the site here? The interesting thing about the site is that it has all these stunning elements. Um, the view, the aspect, the, in the topography, the, the, the retreat. However, everything was coming from the same direction. And so you have, the, you have a view, you have a prevailing wind, you have a setting sun, and then you have a sloping site, all, all in the same direction. And so this in itself creates, on the, on the one hand, amazing opportunity, but on the other hand, um, complexities in which you can engage with things. Because if, if you're standing on the site looking at the view, you, you have a constant breeze blowing on you. Um, if you're standing on the yeah. site looking at the view, you have the sun in your eyes. Um, so it's really interesting mm. how these elemental elements that on the one hand shape the site can become both the positives and the challenges. And how did you respond to this with the design? So in terms of, of how the building is laid out, it's it's interesting that what we took what we did was we took two particular um, uh, vernaculars or ways of working, um, one being your traditional rural vernacular, 
um, the farmhouse, the farm building, the shed. And then we also cross that with the beautiful modernist glass pavilion. And so we combine those two, those two trains of thought together. And so what you end up with is that you end up with a iconic rural building that has the openness and flexibility and, and movement, subtlety and delicacy of a, of a, modernist, of a mod- modernist pavilion. So the view here really is a prominent influence on the design. What considerations did you have when it came to planning the joinery surrounding the house? So the, the, house, the house itself you can describe as a, as effectively as a panorama. It's a house that frames its views. Um, and we talked mm. a bit about the modernist pavilion. Um, and so therefore that modernist pavilion by default has a lot of glass. Um, but glass can be glass glass can take glass can take many forms and in this case here what we did was we use glass in order to accentuate how the different spaces float and so the building floats on the landscape and the spaces float within the the spaces float within the building and in this case we were we were really lucky to have first windows and doors who went well beyond the call of duty and instead of fabricating the windows as individual units would have which would have restricted the way in which glass could be expressed in the building and the aluminium joinery was fabricated on site and specifically crafted to negotiate all of these special corners to express and create the unique opportunities that the house had to offer uh, uh, we would have used we would have used parts of the architectural series, parts of the metro series, and parts of the residential series, just wherever appropriate. And so, on the one hand, mm. it allowed the building to truly express itself using the technology that's available today, but also provide a sensible economic outcome where we would use the appropriate mm. um, joinery family for the appropriate element. I really like the way you've utilised elevation on one side to take in the view while, you know, this connection to the outdoor living area on the other side is still very much accessible. Did this require much earthworks or structural planning? Yeah, well, it was interesting because Synergy Construction actually started on site as stage one. I can remember that, that the builder was just really keen to go ahead and get the earthworks started um, as the design was being finalised and consented. Uh, so that gave... Mm-hmm gave the project a bit more time and the site was optimised for the building and sheltered outdoor living area at front so as a kind of terrace and what we wanted is that it appeared like a floating glass pavilion where you looked through from a very sheltered perspective and then you looked through to the view so you could experience that view from the sheltered area of that outdoor living space um, that Mm. shared space there but also the practicalities of having a big underground um, garage space and storage, and I can remember that was a big, a big um, driver for the client. And that idea that you can you can drive around. There's a very private area you drive around beneath into the belly of the house and come up those stairs. So that's the the private entry versus the public entry, which is through the glass galleries, experiencing that view as it unfolds. So yeah, it was a, a really great use of site, I think. And how did the joinery come into play here? One of the things that people might not realise is that whilst there's these big expanses of glass and they open, there's apertures at different parts, one of the other things we used was full-length, full-height louvers. So in the bathroom, you can see that there's a full-height vertical louver in there and that's a really great device for being able to have that expansive vertical glazing 
um, mm. but without having that horizontal bar going across. Yeah, I had a chat with the Joanna from the building from Synergy Construction when I was on site with the photos, and, and she said that, that they, they really liked that aspect, that ventilation through those vertical louvers and things. Worked really well for them. That bathroom view is pretty spectacular too. What were the sort of specifics around creating that moment? Yeah, yeah, it's really a secret highlight in the space, um, in the house, and it's a really a private sort of moment of calm. What we like about the house is that there's these <clears throat> there's these public moments and there's this public entry and things like that, but there's a lot of secret private moments within the house as well, and I think that's what's great about the separation between the guest rooms or the children's wing and versus um, uh, when the people are, when the, just the couple are living in the house. How have you addressed sustainability here? Oh, the, the house is actually sustainable in its ethos. And so it's designed for sun, both to keep it out and to capture it. Um, so it's a, it's a house that is warm when you need it to be warm, cool when you need to need it to be cool. Um, it's, it, arguably, it's a ginormous veranda. And so you mm-hmm. can open it up and let the breeze blow through. You can close it down to, to, to keep in the warmth. Um, it's a house that comes to life as it engages with its environment and its inhabitants. And so it's an active house where, where, when it needs to be. Um, and it's a passive sort of uh, beautiful retreat when it needs to be. Um, on a technical level, it, the, the house involved a, a lot of a lot of high performance low e glass that was specified or specifically specified to enhance the thermal qualities of particular rooms within the house. The other thing is that there's um, a lot of authentic use of materials within the house, so stone and timber and things like that. And I've been thinking about the sustainable aspect of this house, and I think that one of the key things is in this world that we're living in now is that this building will really stand the test of time. It's very much a classic um, design that just really will be appro- can be appropriated to a very flexible living arrangements, and I think it will really stand the test of time and always be be a classic that can be repurposed again in fifty years' time. You know, it's a very strong mm. structurally, and no corners have been cut. Um, so yeah, we're really proud of that aspect of it as well. It's got an amazing, as Alvin mentioned before, it's got an amazing tree-lined driveway, and the driveway is quite narrow and unassuming. So you come to the end of the cul-de-sac, and then there's just this long, thin, narrow driveway that's lined with pines. And you sort of then, at the end of this really long driveway, it just opens out into this incredible view. I mean, when you're there, I didn't even know that that view existed there. I didn't even realize we were so close to the estuary. So when we first went there, it was very surprising it just seems like a cul-de-sac and a kind of um yeah very surprising reveal of the view at the end um and then the house itself is the same so you you come it's got this beautiful curved wall it's very much um like that formal entry to a country country manor or something like that where you drive in and then you can drive back round again through the round driveway and yeah, yeah, and then there's a, and then you're presented with this beautiful gateway or this beautiful door, but the the view is is not revealed there until the door is open, and then you've got an undercover. Um, we like to talk about these spaces as if they're galleries. So inside, yeah. there's wings off this glass gallery, um, 
and it takes you to the different wings of the house. But it, it, we like that there's layers, that the house is revealed and the view mm. is revealed through layers as you enter. So it's always keeping you interesting. It doesn't, the house doesn't just present itself as a big kind of um, block when, you, when you're when you there. It's, it's very much unassuming and then you more and more of it's revealed. Like you'd have no idea when you showed up there that there was that outdoor pool area and things like that. Everything is sort of tucked no. away and is revealed in, in layers. Harriet talked about it's, a desi- it's designed to stand the test of time. The other thing it's designed to do yeah. is it's actually designed to be accessible as well. And so it's designed for mm. our wonderful clients to spend the rest of their lives there. And so it's, you mentioned, is it a one level house? Yes. Um, it can actually be just a, simply a one level house and offer all the amenity that's required to live in it on one level and to to be serviceable as an accessible house mm. at the same time. And that was a part of the brief as well. Now that the project is finished, what are your favourite moments in the home? I really think that it always has to be the feedback that we've got from the clients, that they love the home um, and that when you get to the very end of a job, when you know things have things have taken time and people have been waiting and things like that, even though this was a great process, I think, if, when when the clients just really love it, then I think that's the thing that gives us the most um, most pleasure out of it, out of the process, because we we really believe that we're in the services industry and we always have a different approach to each site and each each client. So we're we're pleased that they love living in the home, and it's been amazing to go back and visit the house and have it feel so centered in the landscape and so sort mm-hmm. of. Um, I think there's this one particular shot where it's just that, that that glass house where you see through to the view and I think it doesn't impose yes. on the site. It really um, is an aperture for viewing the site and that's, I think for me that's that's the thing that I I really love about it. For me it's probably it's it's probably quite simple in the sense that um, when I was much younger I used to try and design things that were cool. And so you, you, I used to I used to spend a lot of effort to try and design design things that will stand out to to try and and look to see whether or not you're going to make your mark. Look to see whether how much of a difference you can make. And as I got older, I realized that actually we're not around to design things that are cool. We're just around to design things that are good, things that are truly good. Yeah. And so the mark of an amazing house is possibly one where. If you know nothing of the house, you just arrive at the house, you experience the house, you have an amazing time. Um, you, the, the house engages with your senses without you even knowing it. You leave and you wondered what an amazing experience you had. I wonder what it was. And that's probably the mark of an amazing house. And this is one of those. Thanks for tuning in. You can take a look at this new home designed by Young and Richards over at firstwindowsanddoors.co.nz.